What's up, guys? Pete Mundo here. Thanks for checking out our radio show. We flip it into a podcast. Little different this week, just one uh, big, big 12 Media Days preview show. Please leave us a rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We'll send you a free koozie in the mail if you do it. Can't thank you enough. Just send me an email with your rating and review, a screenshot of it, to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks so much, guys. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you soon. Well, we are finally to the point where we can start talking seriously about the 2019 college football season. Media days are here next week in Dallas at Jerry World. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show, and we're joined by Derek Duke, of course, of heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll both be there next week, uh, part of the Heartland College Sports crew ascending on Dallas. All right, Derek, storyline-wise, what are you most intrigued by next week at Media Days? I kind of have to look at the recent uh, headlines here in the Big 12, and I'm I'm talking about Kansas running back Puka Williams. I thought this was a situation that may be handled after media days, after all the media scrum and everything got done with, so Les Miles wouldn't really have to talk about it. But earlier this week, you know, we even had it on the site as well. Les Miles only suspended Puka Williams for one game. Uh, he's been suspended. He was suspended from team activities for about seven months or so. Uh, but if you know anything about the situation, you know, him putting a hands on his, on a woman, punching her, grabbing her by the throat and all that, and it's been proven apparently. She's also had text messages regarding that as well to confirm the to confirm it as well. So to me, it, it's just a really disappointing situation. And the fact that Les Miles only suspended him from one game, I kind of have an issue with that, and I'm sure many other people would have a strong opinion on it as well. But to me, one game just seems like a slap in the face against Indiana State at home. I, I don't think any lessons going to be learned here. Uh, we'll see if Puka has changed, you know, how he acts and all that stuff. But to me, one game's a joke. I don't, I don't know how else to put it. I think he should at least got half a season, a full season, if not suspended for a full year. But one game to me, it, it's just a complete joke, and I think it's a really bad look for Les Miles, and I think it's a bad, really bad look for Kansas in general. Well, Derek, you know, I want to I want to expand on that a little bit because I, I agree with you there. I saw the news. I was like, one game. Now, the allegations are what they are, and you mentioned the text messages. I, it just feels to me like uh, Les Miles, if he was going to take this approach, wait till after media days, right? I mean, wh- what would you possibly be thinking knowing you're going to media days here in a, in a week making this announcement? I just – I don't get it. It almost shows, like, a tone deafness in the whole thing. Yeah, that was really bizarre. And when I saw that, it it was really surprising because we're we're literally a week from yeah. week out from media days, less than a week now, and he came out with that news yesterday. I'm just like, what? Why wouldn't you wait an extra week, get past the whole thing? You know, I remember last year, whatever, you had the whole thing going down at Ohio State, the right mm-hmm. right at media days, and then you got this now at Big Twelve media days. So. I have no idea, but this seems like it was self-inflicted from Les Miles. He did it himself. He made the call. So whoever made it public, I'm not really sure. But the fact that this got out before media days, you know that's all people are going to be talking about when they're going to be talking to Les Miles uh, in in Arlington. They announced it, though, Derek. I mean, you had comments from the coaching staff, from uh, 
uh, Jeff Long from Puka himself. So it seems to me like this was set up and choreographed by the program, which just makes no sense. Just really basic stupidity, I guess. That's the only, uh, only word I really I, have I for guess, it. I guess, man. Let's let's see. Let's follow this story for sure. All right. Um, when it comes to coaches, you like talking to the most in media days. I think Gary Patterson's the best. Who's yours? Right now, well, of course, I'm going to miss Dana Holgerson's comments since he's not going to be here anymore. Yeah. I would probably have to say it could go probably Matt Campbell is a guy that I really like to hang around. Just the stuff he says, the focus, the energy he brings. And he, it's like even though he's doing the interview at Media Days, he's the same way on the sidelines. He's the same way outside of that as well. Yep. He always has a ton of energy, positivity. He's a guy that you could see why guys just gravitate to him. You could see why he's, what he's doing at Iowa State. He's building a great program up and up and up. And it, it's really easy to see why. Once you sit down and talk to him for a few minutes, I think – it's why people love him so much, not just in Iowa State, but really around the country as well. Mm -hmm. Now, Derek, I got to say, too, uh, Matt Rule, a very underrated, super nice guy. A lot of nice guys, but but really is underrated. Now, when you talk about underrated, is Baylor on that list, Derek, for you of teams that could be the surprise in the Big 12 as we gear up for media days? Well, they seem to be everybody's favorite dark horse this year They're, they might be the new media darling this year uh for for people picking baylor i've seen baylor as high as anywhere from three as low as to seven so oh. there's really a cluster of those teams but i think if you look at baylor obviously charlie brewer returning at quarterback he's going to be going on his third year as a starter you got denzel mims on the outside who, who needs to really step up tyquan thornton they have a really good uh, stew of receivers there so i'm really excited to see what they can do on offense the offensive line, though, needs to improve. I, I need to see more uh, more progress in that area because Charlie Brewer, for the past you know couple of years, he's really been running for his life. So mm -hmm. I'd like to see that cleaned up. If they can get that cleaned up, I think that offense should be absolutely humming. Uh, defense is really where I have the concern. I can say this about a lot of these Big 12 teams, but defense was an area last season where they just gave up so many backbreaking plays on that side of the ball. It seemed like just when everything was going their way on offense, or in the game just in general, they gave up an, a huge play for a touchdown. So I need to see that cleaned up. They have some guys. They have some pieces on that defense. Clay Johnson at linebacker, Lynch up front, a defensive tackle. Uh, I like Raylan Arnon on the back end as well. So they have some guys at each level, it seems like. I want to see them kind of piece it together a little bit more, be more consistent. Um, that's really my only concern with Baylor this year. They're going to get off to a hot start. I think we've talked about before. I could see Baylor going five and one in their first six games or so. I wouldn't be shocked at all, just because of really also how weak their non-conference is. But that's another topic for another day. But if Baylor can get off to a really hot start, like I think they can, who knows what can happen to Big Twelve play? It's going to get tougher in the back end of their schedule. But I can definitely see why Baylor would be a hot pick right now as to be maybe in the top four range of the Big 12. Derek Duke joining us, heartlandcollegesports.com. We're previewing Big 12 Media Days. Derek, of the new coaches, uh, going to be four of ten new coaches, of course, at Media Days. I I've talked on this show to Coach Kleiman at Kansas State. I have talked to Matt Wells of Texas Tech. I have not had one-on-ones with Les Miles or Neil Brown. But I'll tell you what, the guy that I am looking forward to uh, hearing from the most and most intrigued by the new coaches is Neil Brown. I mean, here's a guy that people see as potentially a top 
five, top 10 power coach, power five coach one day. I'm not saying it's now, but a lot of people say he has that potential. That ceiling is there. A lot of people were surprised West Virginia was able to get him. Who is that new coach for you that you're fascinated to talk to next week? Well, I hate to talk too much about Kansas on this podcast, but I think I'm going to have to stick with Les Miles. After we just mentioned, we touched on the Puka situation. I just want to talk about this in general. I kind of see, I want to see how bought in he is to this program. Mm -hmm. Is this just a stop for him? Is this just a paycheck for him? Or is he going to stay for a while and build this program from the ground up? That's really the question I want to know about really anybody who took the who would take the Kansas job, but especially a guy like Les Miles. You, you know, he has his proven track record at LSU, even though it ended kind of ugly there. But now he goes from a program like LSU, where you were the top dog in the state. Really, nobody could touch you. One of the top probably five programs in the entire country. Now you're at Kansas. Now you're at the bottom. I want to see how he gets it done, and I want to see what he's going to take, what the steps he's going to take to get it done. Derek, how do you think Tom Herman's going to handle now having the pressure of getting to the Big 12 title game last year and, and beating Georgia in the Sugar Bowl and now being expected to win the Big 12 and get to that next level? It seems like Texas arrived a year early. There's a lot of turnover on defense. Um, and, and, and it just seems Herman's the kind of guy where things are going well. He's tolerable. If things are not going well, he's surly, to put it politely. I expect a lot of confidence from him. If anything, I, I think we know he's a very, very confident guy in himself and in his team. I really don't expect anything else but confidence from him. Uh, he might have a snide remark or two to a certain question he may or may not like. Well, he always we does. Know we know that's coming. He always does. <laughs> He's, he gets a little touchy sometimes about certain questions. Well, don't and, forget, and so Derek. That, don't forget, he's a Mensa member. He's smarter than all of us. you got to remember that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I definitely didn't forget about that. But <laughs> I think confidence. The guy doesn't lack confidence. If you want to call him cocky, overconfident, that's fine. I mean, I, I totally get it, and I totally understand it. But I really – confidence to me is the word for, for Tom Herman uh, heading into media days. I'm sure he's going to be very confident. What do you think of this, Derek? You know, of uh, 10 teams, of course, that are participating in the Big 12 and in Big uh, Big 12 media days, there's only two quarterbacks that are going to be there this next week. You're going to have Skylar Thompson at Kansas State and then Sam Ellinger at Texas. No quarterbacks in attendance for anybody else for a conference that is supposedly – all about the quarterback. What does that tell you? To me, I, I personally think it's a marketing mistake. I think the Big 12 should do their best to try to get some of these schools to bring their starting, especially if you already have an established starter. For, for instance, yeah. there's a couple teams that I'm looking at here. Baylor, I thought they probably should have brought Charlie Brewer. When you think about Baylor football right now, I think he's the guy you really think about. You can make an argument for Clay Johnston. But no position in the country is bigger than the quarterback position, whether it's the NFL, college, whatever it may be. It's all about the quarterbacks. And I think Baylor probably should have brought Charlie Brewer, but I know they like to bring a lot of their seniors as well to get some get some exposure. But And the other one I thought was really interesting was Matt Wells not bringing Alan Bowman. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with that. They are bringing Adrian Fry, who's going to be who's a first-team All Big Twelve preseason selection. He's a true sophomore, and Alan Bowman as well as a true sophomore. So I thought it was kind of interesting that they didn't bring their quarterback. Uh, again, I'm probably going to ask him about that why he didn't choose to bring Alan Bowman. But it's and what really about weird. what about Brock Brock Purdy's not there either? I mean, I, I, that kind of surprised me. I know he's a true sophomore like Bowman, but I mean Brock Purdy's the quarterback. There's no doubt about it. So I don't know what that's all about either. 
Yeah, and another interesting thing about Iowa State is last year they actually brought Ray Lima, and this year they don't. And so I was a little confused on that as well. Maybe they just wanted to bring him once and say, you know, it's somebody else's turn. Okay, I mean, I'm fine with that. But when it comes to quarterbacks, to me, that really just markets your team, markets your program, helps you get exposure, especially – these guys aren't going to be saying anything really we don't know. No, no. I'm I I seriously doubt there's going to be any surprise or or mistake they're going to be that's going to happen when they're talking. So to me, I'm not really sure why you wouldn't bring your starting quarterback, no matter what he is, freshman, sophomore, well, whatever Derek, it may be, senior. What about OU? I mean, is that just Lincoln Riley trying to pretend like he's still got a quarterback battle going on? Is that the point? I guess. Well, he did it last year, but he didn't fool anybody, and I don't think he's going to fool anybody this year. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not falling for that one again. Yeah, I, I'm not either. Well, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun, Derek. Um, so let's, let's wrap it up. Just give me your final thoughts. We got two days next week, five teams each day. Uh, we're going to be providing a lot of content on the site. It's going to be great. We're going to see some of the big media personalities across the country. Uh, what excites you about an event like Media Days? Just to kind of talk about all the teams and get to see these coaches and players up close. We get, you know, I think it's about two hours of just straight interviews. And what I really like about media days is we obviously know the crowds at Oklahoma state with Mike Gundy, Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma, probably even less miles at Kansas. And then of course, Tom Herman at Texas, those tables, if you just watch them, they just stay full. There's at least 30 people at that table, no matter what time of the day it is. So I kind of like getting around to some of the other guys, maybe at Kansas State, Texas Tech, whatever it may be. I can remember talking to Cliff Kingsbury last year and David Beatty at Kansas last year for a good period of time. It was almost like a one-on-one conversation, which I thought was very unique that you don't get very often. But to me, that that was probably the coolest part of it. Yeah, no, it's it's always a great couple of days. Looking forward to it, man. And uh, we'll keep it rolling, Derek. Good to talk to you, and we'll see you next week. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on, Pete. All right, guys. So with Big 12 Media Days uh, coming up here early next week, Monday and Tuesday, let me give you some of my thoughts here. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. First off, I I love Media Days, and we're going to have our staff down there, myself, Derek Duke, Matthew Postens, Cam Brock. We'll be missing Dave Beal, but we're all going to be there. Looking forward to a a great couple of days. First off, I'll go day by day, Monday and Tuesday. I think Monday's the better day, and I'm not – it's not because I'm picking teams, all right? But I'll tell you why. Day one, you've got Kansas, TCU, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Oklahoma. And then day two, you have Iowa State, West Virginia, Baylor, Kansas State, Texas. Day one, you get – Gary Patterson, who I think is the most interesting guy to talk to at Media Days. You get Mike Gundy, who's right up there, unique, different. Then you get Lincoln Riley, obviously team that's won the Big 12, bunch of years running. And then you get Les Miles, and I don't know what to expect with Matt Wells. But when the worst team in the conference by a mile, Kansas, has a personality like Les Miles as its head coach, I you know, it kind of makes up for the fact that the team stinks, right? Especially for us in the media. So day one to me is the better day. I'm not picking teams. I'm just saying from a personality perspective, that's the better day. And I want to see what Les Miles is all about. You know, I saw him at the spring game, but they didn't do any media at the spring game. I was in Lawrence. They had some funny little, you know, pre-cut movie TV style bits that they did. They put on the big screen during the game. It was fun. It was funny. It was quirky. 
it was very Les Miles. But I want to see what is Les Miles like now, a couple of years out of the game, a couple of years older. Is that weight, is that personality on the fly still there? I'm fascinated by that. Um, what is his approach with this team? Is it, you know, just get better every day? David Beatty, God bless the guy. I mean, just just the, the nicest guy, a really good man. But the cliches of, eh, you know what? I'm not looking at a win total. I'm just trying to get these guys better every day. Like, it works, I guess, but almost like, can you give me a little more there, David Beatty, please? Would it kill you to give me a little more, please? So I don't know what approach Les Miles is going to take. I mean, it is hard to say, no, we're going to win, or we want to win five games this year, whatever it might be. I, I don't know what you say when the program's as bad as it is right now for Kansas. And how about Puka Williams? Guy gets one game suspension. He's uh, back after the arrest for domestic violence, and he was gone for the past seven months. Got to be honest, feels awfully weak. Just feels very soft. The one-game suspension for Puka Williams. All right, he was suspended seven months. Uh, what did he miss, spring ball? That guy was a big 12 freshman of the year. I think he knows how to play football. It really is not a big punishment. Now, I don't know the details, so I don't want to dive into that without fully knowing what's going on. I'm just saying from the outside looking in, it looks soft. So I hope that's not something the program's going to be uh, soft on in general, things like that. TCU, Gary Patterson, the best guy to talk to. Hands down, the best guy to talk to at Media Days for the Big 12. Smart, witty, some humor when needed, straight to the point. I just, I, and, and sometimes, the best part about Media Days, and this is how it's going to be. This is how it's going to be on Monday. Everyone's going to rush to Lincoln Riley's podium, his table, because it's Oklahoma. And then eh, probably Patterson will have the second most people around him. Although Les Miles is the wild card. I don't know how Les Miles is going to be in terms of, you know, media attention and whatnot. Kansas under Beatty, obviously most people were not at that table because they break them up by tables. Each day you have the players and the coach for the teams that are present that day at a table and reporters can go up and ask them questions. But Lincoln Riley's going to have everybody around him to start things off. And I'm going to be over here like, you know what? Give me Gary Patterson. I'll talk to Gary. He's the best. He's uh, smart as his to talk to. I mean, I love talking to Gary Patterson. Mike Gundy can be as quirky as ever. So that's always underrated, I guess. You got to be there, though. Mike Gundy's the kind of guy where you can hang around the table for an hour, hear nothing interesting, and then at the hour and first minute when you leave, all of a sudden, there's this soundbite. From Mike Gundy, you waited an hour to hear. <laughs> that's kind of how it works with Mike Gundy. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun, too. And then you've got Texas Tech. I want to see what Matt Wells is like with the media. You know, Utah State's nice program, but it's not the Big 12. It's not Big 12 media days at Jerry's World, all right? It's just uh, it's a different ball game, a different beast. Also, I find it interesting, Alan Bowman is not going to be there for Texas Tech. Uh, the only offensive player, actually, is going to be Travis Bruffy, an offensive lineman. So I don't know. I, I know Bowman's a true sophomore, but I thought they might have brought him the media days, but I guess not. And then you have OU. And also, no quarterback for OU. That tells me Lincoln Riley does not want to act like that job is set in stone with Jalen Hurts. 
which I respect. Even though I think we all know it's going to be Jalen Hurts, I respect the heck out of Mike Gundy for basically saying, you know, no, this is going to be a quarterback battle. I've said as much, and I'm not bringing a quarterback. So let's see, let's see how that plays out. So the first day, you are not going to have a single quarterback at media days in the Big 12. That is fascinating when you look at it from that perspective. Not a single quarterback for Kansas, TCU, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, or Oklahoma is going to be at Big 12 media days. Unheard of. Absolutely unheard of when you think about it like that. Just makes it a lot more fun. But guys like Jalen Rager, TCU, I want to hear from him. Uh, I want to talk to Tylen Wallace at Oklahoma State. And there's going to be great guys to talk to. Kenneth Murray at Oklahoma. It's going to be really interesting, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So later in the show, I will get into day two, the coaches, the players, who's going to be there, and we'll take a full look at Big 12 Media Days coming up next. Let's talk to Derek Duke. Our own Derek Duke of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Get his thoughts, what he's looking forward to. Big 12 Media Days, Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. All right, so let me give you my thoughts now on day two. Day two of Big 12 Media Days. The teams involved, Iowa State, West Virginia, Baylor, Kansas State, and yes, the Texas Longhorns. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the website, your Big 12 independent digital media outlet. Let's talk about Iowa State. Uh, Matt Campbell is looking to become the coach, the team, the program that crashes the all-too-predictable Everybody's picking it. OU Texas rematch of the Big 12 championship game this year. Now, Campbell, obviously, he's got his quarterback in Brock Purdy. And I'm telling you right now, I know that Iowa State lost some key pieces on offense, especially last year in Montgomery and Butler. But Brock Purdy is the type of quarterback, based on what we saw as a true freshman, Brock Purdy is the type of quarterback that a place like Iowa State does not get every four years. You know, you don't roll into a Brock Purdy if you're Iowa State each recruiting cycle. You just don't. Now, maybe Campbell will, but quarterbacks, I mean, they are very difficult to predict. Just ask Texas. How many quarterbacks have the Texas Longhorns recruited that are four- and five-star guys that are total flops? Since Colt McCoy, it's just been a never-ending cycle of guys. Now you finally got somebody in Ellinger, but goodness gracious. They are so unpredictable. So you have Brock Purdy for at least the next two years. Hopefully three. I would guess three. But man, at least two. And this is when, if Iowa State is ever going to pull off something like winning the Big 12 Conference, it's got to be 2019, 2020, or 2021 with him at quarterback. It just it, it has to be. I thought it was interesting Purdy was not um, part of the – list of guys that Matt Campbell brought down. I, I admit, I was surprised by that. Uh, I know that he prefers bringing the upperclassmen, but I say show off your stud quarterback. Show off the guy who is the man now. Uh, he's got confidence. He's got swagger, mature kid. I would have brought Brock Purdy. I'm not going to lie. I would have brought him, but to each his own. And then you've got West Virginia. New coach Neil Brown. Of all the new coaches, Neil Brown is the guy I'm most intrigued by. I've already talked um, to 
Chris Kleiman at Kansas State, Matt Wells at Texas Tech. They've both been on this show. I have not yet talked to Les Miles one-on-one. But Neil Brown, this is somebody who a lot of people thought he would hold out for an SEC job maybe next offseason. Took the West Virginia job. Now, I think West Virginia is a really good job. Not a great job. Not a lot of in-state talent. But if you play your cards right, I mean, that, that, that place, that Morgantown, that university, loves football, supports its football team, wants its football team to win. Neil Brown can, can do what I think Dana Holgerson was unable to do. Now, it's going to be a bit of a rebuild, but Neil Brown can do it. I think he's going to prove to be a better in-game coach, and I'm just intrigued by his style. He does not seem like the most social, outward uh, guy, but he might be the Gary Patterson type. Really insightful, can be funny, some quick uh, wit, everything else. I'm just really intrigued by Neil Brown and getting a chance to uh, be with him in a one-on-one situation or at least a smaller group, see what he's all about. Uh, Baylor, you got Matt Rule, of course, and then Clay Johnston maybe the face, but also why not bring the quarterback, man? Is it like Charlie Brewers in a quarterback battle we don't know about? Uh, is he? I, I don't think he is. Don't think he should be. He's getting killed by his offensive line year in, year out. Not his fault. I think Charlie Brewer, last year I said that Charlie Brewer would be uh, the second-best quarterback in the Big 12. I was wrong about that. But, man, he's running for his life nonstop. So Matt Rule is always a good guy to have and and talk to, and we always enjoy uh, spending time with him. Then you've got Kansas State and Texas. Chris Kleiman's the real deal. He brought Skylar Thompson. They have a man crush on each other. I say that in all the love in the world. I mean, they they each speak very highly of each other. For Skylar Thompson – uh, he's saying Bill who? Seriously, I, I he just did not get along with the previous coaching staff. I think he felt like he was getting jerked around with Alex Delton back and forth and, and everything else. I don't blame him for feeling that way. Uh, but now Delton's gone. Kleiman's in. Thompson's the quarterback. He's the stud. And he is going to be at Big 12 Media Days. So, uh, and I saw him at the Kansas State spring game. And I'll tell you what about Skylar Thompson. This is a guy... With all the confidence in the world, he's going to have a huge smile on his face the whole time, and um, he's going to be great with the media. Wyatt Hubert at defensive end is going to be there as well. I talked to him at media days, and he's a good talker too. He's, he's going to be enjoyable. He's going to be good. And then you've got the Texas Longhorns. Tom Herman is going to be Tom Herman, you know? There's no shortage of confidence there with Tom Herman. We'll put it that way. Tom Herman is the kind of guy who – now with the expectations really taken off. You got to the Big 12 title game last year. You lost it, but then you beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Now Texas is going to even ramp up those expectations further. Tom Herman's got confidence, but he's also the kind of guy, and he's going to be in a great mood at media days. I guarantee it. But now the pressure's really on him. And now there's no looking back, man. Now you're supposed to win Big 12 titles, get to the college football playoff, and get Texas back to its glory days. That's what Tom Herman is there to do. There are a lot of new pieces on defense, but it's going to be a lot of fun to see this play out. Sam Ellinger is going to be there as well. Never had a chance to talk to Ellinger, so that should be um, interesting just to see what he's all about from a persona perspective. So that'll be interesting too. But it's going to be a great couple of days. Um, Just so you know, Big 12 Media Days this year, last couple of years it was at the Star in Frisco where the Cowboys practice facility is, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this year, it's at Jerry World, which 
I was surprised by. I know Jerry World is just, you know, the star on steroids, and it's the biggest, grandest uh, football stadium in the country. But the star had a nice intimacy to it. I mean, there's no fans there. It's just media and then the players and the coaches. So you don't need a bigger stadium, per se. You don't need a bigger venue. I don't know if it's because the Big 12 wanted to lock up the premier venue, protect it from the SEC showing up one year, because there's, I think, rumors the SEC might be bouncing around its media days. So the Big 12 is like, let's lock down the Dallas-Fort Worth market and be in the grandest, biggest stage in Dallas. That's probably what they're thinking. If so, I'm okay with it. Smart move. But look forward to a ton of coverage. We'll have you covered at heartlandcollegesports.com. Hope to have some great interviews next week as well. But have a great week. We've got a ton of content coming your way here in the next few days. And the season is fastly approaching. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Leave us a rating, review, subscribe, and send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. I'll get the koozie in the mail for you. Thanks, guys. Have a great week.